Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Capital Hacking with Josh and Eric. This is the most important thing you can listen to today. On today's episode of Capital Hacking. I like the idea of fixing something, renovating the property, and putting it back out there. And actually helping people. As an agent, you actually help first-time home buyers and putting them into something nice and new. That's where the joy comes from, when people get that aha moment. And man, I can do this. And just to see the joy there. That's what really got me into it. Welcome back to Capital Hacking. This is going to be an incredible show. Of course, we have the band back together. You have uh, my voice over here on bass at Josh McCallan. Uh, and then we have the incredible guy on sticks, Eric Cabral. What is happening, Joshua McCallan? How are you, my friend? And Eric, I can't wait to do this show because you have introduced us to a new friend. And I'm just so glad you always bring us the best guests. So I just want to let you take it from here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited too because I've had multiple conversations with this wonderful gentleman and he's always a treat to my ears and hopefully to everyone else as well. We today have Cardwell Thaxon. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I'm doing great, man. How's everybody? Are you on the saxophone? Cardwell, (laughs) do you have the saxophone? You have the sax. I like to think lead guitar. (laughs) I'll take sax. I'll take sax. I I would prefer to be Stevie Ray Vaughan, but I'll take the sax. Okay. (laughs) Well, if we're the band, we got the band back together, Eric. We got the band back together. So let's bring the band's power to our audience. Let's let's do it. So let everybody know who our lead guitarist is here. So Cardwell is the founder of the Cardwell Thaxon Group, which is a real estate redevelopment company specializing in the renovation of existing buildings and then putting them back on the market for sale or for rent. He's also a developer. He absolutely loves sales. I love talking to you, Cardwell, about sales because you just completely crush and offer so much value to anyone that wants to be better at sales. And you're a licensed residential appraiser which is really cool. And we can get into some of that in meat and potatoes. But yeah, welcome again to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. It's great being here, man. I appreciate the opportunity to sit in with you and the, and Josh. I mean, a superstar. The Josh. Yes, the Josh. The Josh with, with by the way, Cardwell, you're going to love it because at the beginning of every one of these shows, when you get to drive down and on your way to your next purchase of land development deal, you'll hear Robert Kiyosaki, the world-famous Rich Dad, Poor Dad guy, introducing your show. So it's always very cool. So we got to ask a little more about what got you into the real estate business. How did that start? Well, back at the turn of the century. (laughs) Isn't it great we can say that? (laughs) I was actually around (laughs) at the turn of the century. We were born in the 1900s, (laughs) Carter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually got the party like it was 1999 because it was. (laughs) Actually, uh, at the turn of the century, I was a fundraiser for the United Way. My, My then wife was in mortgages. And she thought she might like uh, doing appraisals. She got into it, decided she didn't like it. But she told me that I should check it out. She said, I think you'll like this. You like numbers. You like that sort of stuff. 
you'd probably like this. Check it out. So I did. And she was absolutely right. I, I did like the whole idea of doing the appraisals and eventually one day maybe even having a business doing it. So I checked it out. I took the classes and you do have to take classes. And then once you take classes, you have to find a mentor because you have to do 2000 hours of supervised work before you can actually take the state exam. And 2000 hours works out to about two years, actually, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, depending on how the work flows. And I was lucky enough to find a mentor because a lot of men and women don't want to do it. But I was lucky enough to find one, and I pretty much stayed on schedule. And a couple of years later, I, I was able to sit for the exam and pass it on the first go-round, which a lot of people don't. That's what got me in the business, actually. Just her suggestion. Well, I like that. First of all, hey, sometimes we can all we can all learn. We can all learn, right? And and I love how you're like, she was right. I loved it. So here's the thing about uh, being an appraiser. For us who have never even thought of that path into real estate investing. I didn't either. What an interesting path. Because you're the one who's basically telling us the comp sets, you're you're telling us whether the business, the building's high for the market or low for the market, and all that cool stuff. Feels like you have a leg up on the rest of the world if you do become an investor. You would think so. You would think so. A lot of inve- uh, investors though don't really feel like they need an appraiser. They feel like the numbers that they work up with their little formulas are close enough. It's close enough. You know, the appraiser may come in at two fifty. I came in at at. 242, 237. That's close enough for me to decide if it's a deal or not. Yeah. So generally, I really haven't received much work from investors. There's a lot of work in divorces and deaths (laughs) and other things, but not so much from investors because, you know, there's so many formulas that you can use and and put the numbers in and, and and make it work. What was your path into land development and, and, and buying real estate? So what was the next step into your real estate career? Not so much land development. I'm not really what I do is I buy old buildings and then fix them up and put them back on the market. That's where the re comes from and redevelop. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Except it, redo it and put it back out there. Uh, all right. But it was just a natural progression for me. I'm also a realtor, a licensed realtor. And uh, you just see the the appraiser is the person that makes the least amount of money in the chain. Okay. At a few hundred bucks, you make the least amount of money. And uh, you see how much money the real estate agent is making on a deal. Okay. And then investors, a person who has the guts to get into investing, they make real money and, and money that keeps coming, hopefully if they're doing it right. So it was just a progression from, okay, I can do these appraisals and, make a few hundred bucks, or I can get licensed and become an agent, show properties, make a few thousand bucks, or I can get into investing and make some real money, okay? And also help people, too. I like the idea of fixing something, renovating the property, and putting it back out there, and and, and actually helping people. As, as an agent, you actually help first-time home buyers, you know, and, and putting them into something nice and new. That's where the joy comes from when people get that aha moment and realize that, hey, I can afford this. You know, there are programs out there, plus this guy just built this place or just renovated this place. And man, I can do this. And just to see the joy there. 
that's what really got me into it. What about the quantity? How many times have you had a chance to do that? Okay, at this point, just three. Oh, that's nice. Just really nice. Yeah, and I'm working on one right now, a, a, a two-unit building in Trenton. Why did you say just three? Think of the thousands of people who are going to hear this show who haven't done one. I, I get that, but I'm also traveling in circles where people have done several. Isn't that good, though, to, to be on this journey it allows you to realize, first of all, you're already ahead of almost everybody else in the country, but you're not where you want to be, and it's because you believe in yourself and you've been around people that can get you to 20 or 30 or 40. I was on the phone with somebody at 50. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's like uh, the old guy used to say, so how you doing, sir? He says, well, I'm, I'm not as good as some, but better than most. <laughs> so that, that's basically what you're saying. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing as good as some people are doing, but I'm doing better than most is exactly what you're saying. So yeah, you try to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, all right? Birds of a feather flock together. Exactly. It's funny because you and I were talking not long ago, and, <laughs> and I talked about how Matt Fair, you know, a friend of all of ours here, Matt Faircloth, who gets mentioned, yes. we have, but we're, we're obligated to mention his name at least once per show. <laughs> yeah. And you know okay. he doesn't, he doesn't even listen. thank he us. Doesn't, no. <laughs> and um, I mentioned to Carl, he was he was closing on a 336-unit uh, deal. And Carmel goes, I need to stop watching your stuff and start watching <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Why am I watching you every week? But it was great because, yeah, I mean, it makes total sense surrounding yourself with the right people who are doing exactly what it is you wanted to do. And you want to speak a little bit to, about, because I know you have some ups and downs in terms of like mentorship in your life, you know, especially when it came to the appraisal space and like it was required. You want to talk a little bit about that story? Well. Finding a real mentor is tough. A lot of people are looking to just put you into a a funnel, so to speak, and charge you money. And they're not really, maybe at one point they were doing the real estate thing, but right now their money comes from teaching you or mentoring you. A lot of ideas are are, are out of style, outmoded, uh, don't work anymore, or whatever, or you're just one of many. So finding someone that's going to give you that time, all right, and some real world, some real world help, you know, as opposed to some anecdotes and some uh, go get them, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. So it, 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 you definitely need a coach, I think, in everything in life. You know, Michael Jordan had a coach, especially when he came back from baseball and realized <laughs> he wasn't realized he wasn't quite the same guy that he was before he went to baseball. Tiger Woods had a coach. You know, if, if you plan on taking it to the next level, you need someone on the sidelines telling you, you know, you uh, pull your elbow in a little more, you know, or, or, or face face the basket. And, and, you know, things like that. You, you really if you really plan on going to the next level. So. To me, mentorship is very important. And I found a couple, especially in uh, the RIA group, the South Jersey RIA group. There's some real heavyweights there and uh, some people who really care. And you don't mind paying for that, honestly, because, you know, your time is important. Your time is valuable. And uh, so I have to compensate people for that. But I found a couple. Yeah, I mean, that's how I found Matt. I mean, Matt through several different places. but uh, And that's actually how Josh uh, and I met. Yes. Oh, yeah. He used to be a he he rented uh, an office very much like we do, Josh, uh, at the Hive. And yeah, yeah. I think we may have overlapped for a couple months. So yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah. Uh, But Matt was just so far ahead of me. So uh, but I'm glad at least he knows who I am. (laughs) He knows my name. 
Okay. Cardwell, will you break down how it was that you, like, what advice would you give to somebody who hasn't bought their first one yet? How would you go about buying your first redevelopment project if you were teaching them? How would you teach someone? How would you mentor someone? As a real estate agent, I do have access to some um, things that other people don't have access to. But you do have access to Zillow and uh, some of the other websites. Actually, I would go on, I would tell them to go onto the MLS and start looking for deals. Start there. Start with the MLS. There's a lot of gems on the MLS. All right. And just start educating themselves. Uh, I can't be with you all the time, but if you want to start educating yourself, go to the biggerpockets.com and start there. A couple of good books. I watch a lot of videos. I listen to a lot of podcasts. There's so many out there. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who have already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. You can fill out the contact form. We'll get right back to you and see if this is a great fit for you and your family. We'd love to meet you. We look forward to learning about you please visit us at accountableequity.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who have already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands, creative agency which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. This is MC Lobster, the Cash Flow Ninja, and you're listening to the Capital Hacking Podcast. I, I think you're on the right track. By the way, I'm 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 writing these down because I agree a hundred percent, especially the bigger pockets community. You you use that? Were you able to use that getting into the business? Yes, I I, I am using it. I go to it all the time. Yeah. I, I love uh the videos and the podcasts. Uh Beardy Brandon. Yeah, and, he's so cool. And the other guy, and then they have the business podcast, and now they have the rookie. Uh, the rookie uh, real estate buyers. Yes, they do. Call the rookie something, but yeah, there's so much uh, available there, and of course you kind of have to cut through the real deal from the rest of it. But still, it's available. It's cheap. You can buy the books. You can buy the audios. And I would start there, and then go from there, and just start educating yourself. Pick an area that you think you want to invest in, and uh, just start studying it. What's coming on the market? 
uh, what are the prices and that sort of thing and go from there. How much of mindset would you recommend in terms of becoming that investor, becoming an entrepreneur? Because I know you're a big fan of Think and Grow Rich and, and a lot of these books that we've all sort of leaned on and, 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 and attribute to being critical and essential to entrepreneurs, any type of entrepreneur. Can you talk a little bit about sort of getting that person into the right mindset and how important that is? My thinking is there's so many people out there who are doing it already. I can do it too. Why can't I? You know, and if you want to be spiritual about it, God did it for them. He'll do it for you. And he, he promised you, you know, the only reason you don't have it is because you don't ask me. He says, ask and you'll receive. Knocking the door will open. So if you want to go there, you can go there. But there's so many other dipsticks that have been successful at this thing. Why, why, why can't I? That's the sound bite, Josh. I, know, I, I, I love that. The dipstick show. We're, we're Don't be than, a dipstick. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, no. just one step better than... No, actually, dipstick is okay, is what I heard Cardwell say. God, God, Cardwell said it's okay to be a dipstick as long as you yeah. win. Yeah. They're so, out there. And, and just understand, you know, you have to be a problem solver, and you have to have that mindset to be a problem solver, because problems are going to happen every day. You know, and just be ready for it and, and, and just have the an, an attitude for that. You know, and of course, that attitude of gratitude. Oh, I love what you're again, saying. These people are doing it. You can do it, too. Why can't you do it? And when you go to these meetings and you see these people and you realize they're not any smarter than I am. Attitude of gratitude, by the way, isn't that the most amazing power? If you can work on it, it then it allows you. We just I did an, another show on somebody. Have you ever heard of the guy, Victor Frankl? who uh man search for meaning yes yes this is the guy who makes it through the holocaust and comes out and used each struggle to say how am i going to take this because obviously it's awful but how how and he chose how to use it to to build his life up actually and uh but but the point was gratitude ultimately is a big choice because you you have to see what is whatever's happening is it happening to you or for you and the ones that let it be for us or for you are the ones that can like harness massive power. That's actually where this show kind of comes from too with the capital hacking, you know, for human capital. We're saying what challenges did you go through? Sometimes those of us that went through economic struggles, you know, some of us grow up in really tough spots financially, some of us go through tough spots because of choices. It's okay to go through them as long as you harness that power. And come out on the other side trying to to add value for others and win. And the other big thing you said is don't be intimidated by those other people. You call them dipsticks, which I think uh, I think iTunes is going to take us off the air for being too vulgar. But uh, <laughs> dipstick. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying something so important, which is there there there. You do not need to be intimidated, right? You can do it too. That, that, like you said, yeah, we all have enough. Listen, we all came from different spots. We all have a couple different extra strengths, maybe a couple effort, extra different struggles. Maybe we turn those in. But we come to this room, that now South Jersey RIA group you're talking about, and we can keep our own. I loved – you know who taught me something great was Eric. I know. You hate to compliment the guy while he's looking at you. <laughs> But yeah, he, yeah. He said to me, he learned this early on, and maybe you were taught it, but that's fine. You taught it to me, Eric, that you are an investor when you show up at one of those networking events. Why? Because you're making a choice to be an investor. The fact you hadn't bought your first property yet doesn't mean you're 
Tell it to us the way you said it, Eric. You're a little better at it. You're here, so you're investing your time. You're investing your time. You're you're sacrificing your time away from your family and your friends and wherever else you could be aside from here. So consider yourself an investor. Walk the walk, talk the talk, and be here knowing that you are a real estate investor because you've invested your time to be with us. And and anybody in that room that's done three already is at a higher level. Just just to go back to the point here, three is great. Now you got momentum. Um, what would be the ideal property? So now that we've gone through mindset, Eric's favorite topic and mine too. Now let's talk about what's the property you want to buy tomorrow. Like tomorrow, if you found a great deal, what would it look like, and where would you get your cash? Uh, where would I get my cash? Is the, is the question. Uh, it would be a ten-unit building <laughs> if I found it. That's what I would love to have right now. A ten-unit building. Okay, where would I get the cash? Is a good question. I'm asking myself that now. Yeah, that's a, you have to. <laughs> okay, yeah. Where am I getting some capital? Exactly. But it would be a 10-unit building. I'm trying to decide now, would it be more- Would it be close to where your other properties are? What, what would be the market? Yeah, I like the idea of it being close to the properties. Uh, I don't want to be too spread out at this point. I know the thing right now seems to be going to the southeastern part of the country and finding these uh, these apartment complexes. But I like the idea of having them close by, you know, as a, as a small investor. I'm, maybe next year I'll feel differently about it. But as I say, it, it would be it would be a ten unit building needs a little work, and I would be able to go in, renovate it, bring it up into the twenty first century, and go from there. That would be the ideal property. All right, finding capital. Well, there's so many places to go. Right now, I'm a member of the uh, Navy Federal Credit Union. I have not taken advantage of them yet. Because I didn't realize the power that they had. I'm not a veteran, but my brother was a veteran, so I was able to become a member. If you're, you can either be a veteran or someone in your immediate family. And uh, since I've joined and started reading up on what they offer, my mind is blown. Oh, really? Give us one example. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, first time home buyers program. Okay. Zero percent down. Yeah. They do a lot for the veterans. Okay. And uh, yeah, just it, it's amazing. I, I am so glad my brother's a Vietnam era veteran. <laughs> because it got me in. Now, his daughter is also a veteran, but I couldn't get in because of her, but she was two levels away. It had to be immediate family. I've heard this. Okay. Yeah. But if it wasn't for them, I would just start going out looking for lenders. And the one great thing about Bigger Pockets and or the uh, RIA group is so many lenders are there. So many lenders are available. So you can just start vetting them that way. So I'm looking for an opportunity to actually use the Navy Federal Credit Union. I, I'm too late to, for the first time home buyers program, but I'm interested in what they can do for me as an investor. And uh, But after that, I would just start going down the list, honestly. Coach has taught me, and I know Eric has been taught this too, is to just find a deal. I've always been told the best way to get started is to find what you believe to be a deal. How do you know it's a deal? Maybe you use bigger pockets to get you started on the math. They have calculators and things like that. Find something in an area where you believe in, you want to lead. And then show up at that South Jersey area and say you have a deal. Because in that scenario, you do. You might not have it under a contract or anything. And say, I'm looking for a passive capital partner, right? Or a, or a private lender. And then that get that ball rolling, right? That might be an efficient way, too. Well, Josh, you know, as a matter of fact, at the beginning of the meeting, they'll ask you, does anybody have anything that they want to talk about? Or does anyone have a deal? Or does anyone need any help on anything? And you do have the opportunity to stand up and say exactly what you're looking for. Okay. And and whatever you need is in the house. Okay. 
It's in the house. You just need to open your mouth. What I love about that quick example is live meetings at the time and, you know, still leveraging that when we get back to it. But then also virtually, it's it's really showing up. It's really showing up and making sure that people know you exist. People know what you do. People know how you can help them. And Cardwell is a prime example of, you know, we run these meetings, they're monthly meetings, and, and he was he shows up. Each and every single time, not even just those meetings, but other meetings that we would have, you would show up. So then that automatically subconsciously is starting to build that no like, and trust factor where like when Cardwell says, hey, I got a 10 unit, I'm looking for a partner, I am going to listen because I know Cardwell for years. If he showed up once or twice a year, I wouldn't know him. But the fact that he keeps showing up makes a huge difference. Yeah, yes. I'm not just one of the other dipsticks. <laughs> Stop with that. Cardwell and I were on the same page, Eric. You probably, you know, I was yeah. beginning to wonder about you. I know. Josh. I know. It was a joke. I was over. Okay, here's where we're at. We're at that cool part of the show, Cardwell, where everybody who has fallen in love with you like we have would like to reach out to you. What is a cool way for them to reach out to grab you? Maybe they, they have a passive opportunity. They want to invest in you. How can they reach out to you? Well, you can always email me. First name, last name at gmail.com. Cardwell Thaxton at gmail.com. Fantastic. You can't forget his name. We can't wait to see you at the next uh, live event. And uh, we just love, love having you on the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. A lot of fun, gentlemen. A lot of fun. Thanks for all the advice. Thanks for being on the show, Cardwell. Appreciate you. Wow. Wow. You made it, everybody. Thank you so much, Eric and I. I've always said that the people who join us at the end get the pearl and the prize. Awesome. Folks, don't forget to like and share and love what we're doing on social media. If you want to hit up Josh, you want to hit me up. Those are the best places to find us. We are always camped out and ready to talk and <laughs> put we the fire on. We stand by on social media. But by the way, I know we're on Capital Hacking at Instagram, Capital Hacking on Facebook, and Capital Hacking on my personal favorite, LinkedIn. Yes, because you can always find major players on LinkedIn. I know your favorite. These are some power players on LinkedIn. Always. Gary V, he's yeah. my boy. <laughs> but uh, Gary V also talks about the power of Instagram. So if you also want to find us there, we're doing a lot of really cool, sexy things on Instagram. So always <laughs> you can reach out and DM us on Instagram if you have any questions or you want our time. We are always camped out and, and, and living there as well. We will get right back to you. And just like we always say, you are now part part of the team. This is a team that's here to add value to your life. And thank you for adding so much value to our life. Remember to share this podcast helps us grow it bigger and bigger each week. And we appreciate you posting a review on iTunes. You cannot believe how powerful that is. Absolutely. Like and share this with anyone and everyone that you think it will add value to. And we appreciate all of that love and support. And do not forget, with great power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Woo!